Magic Conj, will I ever get to meet Tom Kenny? Maybe someday. Oh, so you're saying there's a chance. Okay, okay. Should I tell fans of the show how they can support us? Yes. Goofy Goobers, supporting the show is shockingly easier than catching a blue jellyfish. Right from our Anchor page, anchor.fm slash spongepod, you can find links to all of our social media and a support button if you happen to have a few extra clams. Also follow us on mixer.com slash squarecast, where it's not only the official home to our sister show, Video Bob Game Pants, it's also where I stream live drawings of various Nickelodeon characters and host the opportunity for commissions and giveaways. Lastly, the official merchandise store is now open at redbubble.com slash people slash spongepod, where various designs will be uploaded inspired by our show, including our official logo, which is now available on a multitude of products like t-shirts, stickers, duvet covers, and even a shower curtain. This is a podcast by a fan for fans and will always be fan-driven. Any way you see fit on supporting our show is much appreciated. Thank you and enjoy. Ahoy, mateys, and welcome to another episode of I'm Ready, a SpongePod Squarecast. My name is Captain Eric, and we're continuing our journey through the first season of SpongeBob SquarePants. This is uh this is a tough episode. For me to record and not because of the spongebob episode we're recording but it's, it's been a rough week for me um i'm gonna start out with good news first uh and then i'll, I'll talk about a little bit of the the rougher news um the, the first two big pieces of good news are uh, i am planning a uh video review series of the nickelodeon um the Funko Nickelodeon products. Um, Funko, for anyone who doesn't know, or the is the company behind um, Pops, which if you haven't seen, that means you've never walked into like a Walmart or a Target. Um, but Funko has a few other other avenues in which they they release the uh, licensed characters. They they have they have the Dorbs. They have mystery minis. Um, they have cereals, they have so much, um, and I've amassed a decent collection of all of the Nickelodeon stuff, and I, I just did a count, I'm missing maybe about 20, I have a lot of stuff coming in the mail right now, um, that, <laughs> shockingly, I didn't just go out and get because of any stimulus checks, I literally sold a ton on eBay and then had all this this money in PayPal and I was like, you know what, I'm gonna reinvest and and start to build this collection up, get some of the rarer stuff I needed. Um so I there's about like twenty five things I need to say this is complete. And if I want to be picky, I believe it's like thirty four, but those are doubles with different kind of stickers on it. But anyway, um so yeah, I'm gonna be doing a review series. So it's gonna be on on our YouTube channel, it may also be uploaded, most likely uploaded also to, to the, our Facebook page as well. So um, I'm planning the recording of the first episode. I'm recording this on May 5th. I, I would like to start recording that before the end of May. Um, each episode is going to be um, in order of, of the show's. As they as they were released, the order of the Nicktoons. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to start start with Nicktoon number one and then move move my way forward. Uh, so they're not going to be released weekly. I'm going to put in a lot of video effort um, into them. I, I would like to have one a month. That That's kind of my goal right now. 
um, up until uh, the Korra set. Yeah, there, there's been some Nicktoons not released, so hopefully, you know, there, there's some filler. Or I, I get to make some episodes, but it's not going to be something that, you know, right after the Korra episode, I, that's going to be it. It's just a re- retrospective of Nickelodeon and Funko. Um, and what they've done, reviews, suggestions, hearsay. So definitely pay attention to our YouTube and Facebook pages for that to come up probably in June or right at the end of May. The other piece of good news. This show is uh, currently helping out with the uh, the SpongeBob SquarePants movie rehydrated fan project. Um, if you have not heard of this, let me get some of the information out for you. Um, Now, it's happened a few times before in uh, online where fans have come together as uh, as a group and helped to recreate a movie or a television episode. Probably the most famous is the Shrek, the Shrek retold movie um, that was that was done essentially the same thing is go is happening with uh with SpongeBob with the with the original SpongeBob movie. So I just want to make sure you guys have all of the all of the correct information. Now, I first just to give credit where credit is due. I first heard of this by um uh Valeskibum94, uh, a very known well-known YouTuber uh, who does a lot of videos on on animation and cartoons? I I love his channel. I think it's wonderful um, because you get those news updates, and then he throws out videos where it's just like a hey, this happened at one point in history, and maybe you never heard of this, but we're you know he's making a video. He does fantastic work if you're into uh, into animation. Just little news and did you know videos uh i absolutely recommend him so he had a video three weeks ago that the uh the first spongebob movie was getting remade and um right in his description he had the official twitter and youtube and uh discord for this project so um i got onto the discord and started um you know talking with people who are who are running into the projects i'm hoping to give this podcast this this vehicle um as a as a complete open door for any of the artists who work on this reanimated project um a place to come on talk about spongebob talk about their process of making this movie uh it's not going to debut i believe the the date is in 2021 so it's it's a while it's a it's a long process you gotta there's a lot of spinning plates you got to worry about you got to get a bunch of the animators they got to know what exactly they're doing um i i did audition for a few voices in the movie and i don't want to confirm anything until it's like 1000 percent happening um but there is a possibility that my voice is going to be in that movie so that's a good thing so those are two big pieces of good news the funko show the, uh, the Spongebob movie, Rehydrated, which I'm sure we're going to be talking about a lot moving forward. Uh, now more of the somber news. This is a, um, I don't want to, uh, I tried recording this episode and starting out with this news and it just didn't work out. Um, unfortunately, yesterday my family and I had to make the tough decision to put our, our uh, dog Chowder down. Um, and... It was really, it was the second time in my life I really had to do that. I had to, you know, help 
put it put a pet down. I've had a, t- a ton of pets, but th- there's this kind of level of I don't know. I don't want to say uh, that if you have like a fish, you can't have the same sort of connection and love that you do with a dog because everybody's different, you know. Um, but for me personally, the type of connection I had with my pets, I had a, a my first pet was a fish. But when you're like three or four, a fish really, you know, you can't really even touch it. Just kind of there in the bowl. Um, my first pet was a cat was a cat named silver and it was just him and i for years absolutely loved that cat was just he was just like a brother to me and when he had to go i made the decision i was just immature and not ready i didn't want to be in the room when anything happened i stayed out in the car outside my mother went in did that made that decision and and that was it and and i regretted that like when i was able to actually grow up and think about man i wish i was there i wish i was there for for his final moments um i was there yesterday for chowders and it was really tough but um you know what's nice about us humans is each and every one of us can point to something that we do or that we enjoy that we go to when we need a pick-me-up when we're upset um and what's nice is no matter how diverse we are we all do that and it doesn't even matter that one person might say when i'm upset i like going to the gym and another person says when i'm upset i like watching a movie they're two totally different things but then at the same time it's nice knowing that as as humans we you know that we all do that when we're all upset we all turn to something and and use that to help us get through it um and for me personally it is it is it's entertainment it's uh, a funny movie it's an episode of SpongeBob it's a video game it's it's something that can just for even 16 minutes of my time not forget but just feel okay and that's what I did last night um I watched an episode of SpongeBob and and turned on a few other things um I also just complete random started I did this a few years ago maybe like three years ago I watched through all of uh, Nickelodeon's Doug on Hulu Watched through the whole series, and then I thought, this is a perfect moment for me to start watching Disney's Doug. Because as a kid, I knew of Disney's Doug. I watched it on one Saturday morning once in a while, but there was just something about it where I, as a kid, I even knew, like, this is different and I don't like it, and just didn't really connect with it as much as I thought I would. I actually enjoyed Recess a lot. Like, Recess was my favorite one Saturday morning cartoon. And honestly, I, Recess might be one of the greatest Disney TV shows ever. And the fact that it has a it had a theatrical movie, which I completely did not see in theaters, I don't even remember it being advertised, that upsets me that I didn't get to see that movie in theaters. But I did see Doug, which is, you know what? It's crazy. Maybe it's just Disney's advertisements or just in that those three to four months that movie was in theaters. I just didn't catch anything. But how... I enjoyed Recess the show so much 
Didn't know there was a movie in theaters out until after it was like released on video. But Doug, which I didn't in like I enjoyed, but not to the same extent. But a new oh Doug's first movie. We have to go see that, Dad. We got to go see Doug. Doug's first movie is not. It's not that good, by the way. But also, you know what? Regardless on the um, quick note, regardless on the quality of Doug's first movie, uh, Disney, can you actually release that? And it's correct. It's never been released on DVD in the traditional sense. Um, I believe the only way to get it on DVD still is through the Disney Movie Club. But if you get that DVD, it's like a 4-3 TV version of Doug's first movie. And it even includes the fade to black where they would have commercial breaks. And then I think on Disney plus I checked it out and I think it was the same thing. Um, maybe the credits have been um, added back. In, um, you know, cause I think on the DVD, the credits are sped up because of the television. Um, I think on Disney plus the credits are back to their normal speed, but I th- still think either uh, it's still four, three or maybe the whole movie was always 4-3. I don't know. But that's just been a, an issue. Anyway, um, so I started watching a few episodes of Doug on Hulu. And I'm like, you know what? I have Disney+. Plus. Let me just start watching all the episodes of Disney's Doug. And uh, I, I got to say, of course, it is inferior to the Nickelodeon version. But I'm like four or five episodes in. And I have found some things I, I like. That's it. <laughs> I'm sure I'll talk more about it uh, in in future episodes, but I just wanted to start that off. That like at this point, I've I've started you know uh, diving into Disney's Doug. I do like for people who like Disney's Doug. I don't know his name right now, and I I don't want to be told, and I don't want to look it up. I just want to naturally get it as I watch the show. But I think the music teacher is an awesome addition. Like, I think that is one of the better written characters of the show, and he's he's not in much. He's been in, like, two or three scenes so far, and I've been like, I wow, all right, I enjoy that character. I didn't think I would enjoy a character uh, like any of the new ones they added, but here I am. I did. But but enough about Doug. Let's get away from the first Nicktoon, and let's let's get all the way to SpongeBob SquarePants, our, our namesake here, and I'm running a SpongePod SquareCast. So the episode today we are watching is Sandy's Rocket. It is the uh, first episode, uh, first part of episode eight. It first premiered September seventeenth, nineteen ninety nine, and July first, two thousand, in the uh, in the great up north. Um, it was written by Sherm Cohen, Aaron Springer, and Peter Burns, with uh, animation done by Tom Yasumi, and we will see his name also. Wink, wink. Pay attention. Uh, at a different time in the show. Uh, and of course, this this episode is about um, this is really I mean, Sandy was into science, but I firmly believe this is the first episode that really cemented how much into science Sandy is. And it's something that would later become her almost her only trait other than being really strong Um it would it would really define her define her in later seasons, but very early on, this is just you know just kind of shows you, hey, she's into science, but it wasn't like her her only thing. Um, we also we also get a sneaky debut of Flats the Flounder, who uh, who doesn't talk in this episode. He will eventually down the line, 
uh, but but this is the first episode he appears in. Um, so without uh, talking too much about the episode, I'm actually going to uh, just start playing it. Um, you can watch along with me if you would like. Um, every episode of this show uh, acts as a, a pseudo commentary track um, uh, for each episode. If this is the first time you're ever listening and you're like, I'm going to check this out. Um, you don't have to follow along with me, but I'll obviously have the show on in the background. Um, as always, I am watching this on Amazon Prime. Um, if you have Amazon Prime or know somebody who does, I think the first five seasons of SpongeBob are pretty much free for streaming on there. And you could be added on to some plans if you ask somebody very nicely. And, hey, excuse me, can you add me on to your family plan and they could say yes and if they say no you just keep asking them very nicely though <laughs> don't annoy people um if you happen to have uh the first season of the show you can obviously throw that disc in i wonder how many people have listening to this show up to now episode what is this one 15 i think this would be episode 15 uh if if anyone has actually like paused my show and went and got a DVD, uh, I even said in a, in a previous episode, if you have the Game Boy Advanced player game, like that would be awesome. We'll do that in a YouTube video once down the line. But uh, I'm going to be uh, skipping the intro theme song and going right right to the title card. So if you want to uh, cue that up, I am playing the episode right now. Sandy's Rocket. Um. This is this is an episode that really kind of showcases the kind of stuff SpongeBob and Patrick can get into. Like the town itself of Bikini Bottom seems to at points be annoyed by SpongeBob and or Patrick. Um, and it's been shown in future episodes about. You know, there's an episode down the road in which everybody just leaves town and it's basically like a break from SpongeBob Day and then they take a break from Patrick Day. You can trace their annoyances all the way back to an episode, pretty much this episode. Um, now, if you paused, uh, Sandy showed the graveyard right outside of the window. Uh, Tom Yasumi, his name was written on on the gravestone. Uh, closest to the camera to the right side uh, I thought that was an interesting an interesting addition here um, I don't know if that math on uh, <laughs> Sandy's Sandy's clipboard is is correct uh, so here we have Spongebob trying to ride in Sandy's rocket with her um, and of course this whole episode the the entire basis of it is supposed to be around aliens, whether or not aliens uh, exist. Patrick convincing SpongeBob that there's aliens and then them going on an alien hunting trip on the moon. But we will see how that goes. Um, so, of course, <laughs> we have the uh, the Sandy showing off the, the pop gun here, uh, which, of course, becomes a very necessary part of this episode um which we will we will all see why in due time i'm just trying to pull up this one this one sheet 
yeah, SpongeBob's talking about aliens. See, SpongeBob's already on the alien thing, which I so I wonder if underwater you're you're already you're below where land is. So there's already, you know, so you're deep underwater. There's people and animals living on land. Then you have the sky and then you have outer space. Like I wonder how they learn, you know, do they learn the same way we do about, uh, you know, what's above us, but for them, they just have an extra layer of what's above and then they get to the alien part. I don't know. It's undersea. It's just one of those things. Um, I love that Patrick has the, the alien proof spray. I don't know if that exists, but if there's any listeners out near, um, oh, what's the, what's the name of the place in New Mexico? Uh, let's see. Roswell. I, look, I didn't even look it up. I almost did. I almost did. I got it. Uh, if do, if I have any listeners near Roswell, New Mexico, if you can tell me if there's, if there's ever been a spray, like an alien repellent spray, uh, sold at any of the like local gift shops that push the alien thing, please let me know. Cause I would, I would want to buy one of those cans just, just as a reference of the show. Um, yeah. So now they're, now we had SpongeBob and Patrick breaking into Sandy's rocket, all of the lights still going off, which, which doesn't make sense. Um, so apparently the noises of this video game Patrick is playing. And mind you, that face he made has become a, a very popular meme. Uh, but one of the uh, some of the noises that are coming out of the machine right now are actually from uh, Tetris. Tetris of from the uh, from Nintendo's Game Boy, which is a is always a pretty interesting piece of uh, trivia. Uh, of course, we have the uh, the ejector seats. All these weird buttons, which I would like to know what some of those are for. You know, why do you have a button that just shakes things? Um, yeah, there, there's actually uh, one of the first SpongeBob Lego sets I ever uh, came across was based off of this episode. Um, it came with, it was a very early set. Uh, my friend had it. We, we helped build the rocket, but it basically came with Sandy's rocket. It came with uh, spacesuits for SpongeBob and Patrick. It came with Sandy. And um, I remember the rocket not being a one-to-one -one recreation. I think there was a little bit more red in the in the Lego rocket than here. Like obviously in 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 the episode, the like the wings are uh, are red, but um if you notice, so when they're floating and when they first start floating, there's a book that came by that had 2001 written on it. And this is a reference to uh, the 1968 film 2001, A Space Odyssey. More about that in a second. Uh, this this moment right here, uh, you got toothpaste in my peanut butter. That is a reference to the old uh, Reese's peanut butter cup commercials uh, that that used to happen um and in actuality and this is something this is something old this is something that like people my age might remember um in in 1999 there was a rugrats movie promotion uh 
in which stickers were released at specific fast food restaurants that were based off of certain Nicktoons. Um, they were scratch and stiff, uh, scratch and stiff, scratch and sniff stickers. The SpongeBob one that was released was for that moment when Patrick squirts toothpaste into the peanut butter. Um, so if you were potentially, if you had that sticker, you would be watching this episode and you would, you know, scratch it and sniff what I could guess might be minty smelling peanut butter. Uh, another one of the stickers is when uh, SpongeBob pulls out the uh, the hot water bottle uh, under Squidward. And um, I, I can't imagine how that must have smelled if they just would have gotten like a squid seafood smell. Um, yeah, so those are, I mean, that's I don't know if people remember those. I remember when Rugrats Go Wild came out, they had a big deal with Burger King that it was a uh, that they you would go to Burger King and you would get an entire scratch and sniff card that you would bring to the movie with you. Uh, and I didn't see Rugrats Go Wild in movie theaters. There was this weird area of time, which I think is when Recess came out, that I just didn't almost any of the. Uh, any of the cartoon movies came out, I completely missed. Let me see when Recess came out. Uh, yeah, 2001. February 10, 2001. That's exactly when the, I, I missed a lot of these movies. I missed Hey Arnold the movie. I missed the Wild Thornberries movie. I missed Rugrats Go Wild. I think I saw Rugrats in Paris. That might have been the last one up until SpongeBob. Twins... <laughs> it's an egg sack. <laughs> oh, just this is such a good episode because it's just it's so funny. Their misunderstanding and their issue going on here. Uh, uh, it really like the idea of it makes me laugh. Um, I wonder if in the for the writers, if this sounded outlandish at the time, because this is first season SpongeBob. So SpongeBob and Patrick get into a rocket and actually go up to the moon, but then come back to Bikini Bottom and think like, that's a pretty out there concept. Uh, there's Mr. Krabs walking his worm, Mr. Doodles, uh, who he has sporadically, like he has randomly in a few episodes, um, but it's it's almost never consistent. Like you never consistently see Mr. Krabs with this with this worm called Mr. Doodles. Uh, so they've now captured Gary Squidward and Mr. Krabs. Um, <laughs> with the idea being that they're going to bring back these aliens, but um, and I, I, f I think they're at fault here. I mean, in their mind, they landed on the moon and there's these aliens, but that they're all making it seem like they, they're people that they know. There's Flats the Flounder. Boom, right there. Um, but the issue is, is like, they're going around capturing people that aren't even bothering them. Like, like, let's say if they were completely, they did land on the moon. If you, let's say you're an astronaut, you go to an alien planet and you start just capturing people, like leave people alone. If they're not, I mean, if they were being attacked, it would be one thing. The fact that they think Sandy, I mean, she came down on a jetpack. The fact that they captured her is is pretty crazy. Um, th this episode has been uh, 
retold in many SpongeBob books, uh, chapter books. Um, there's another book called Sponge in Space that is pretty much based on this episode. Um, this is also uh, the first episode ever where Mr. Krabs is seen outside of the Krusty Krab like only. So there's there's other episodes where you see him outside of the Krusty Krab, and then later on in the episode you see him in the Krusty Krab. This is the first episode that he is completely outside of the Krusty Krab for the entire episode, um, which is pretty interesting. Uh, and this also marks the first episode where Mr. Krabs appears without the Krusty Krab completely. Um, but I guess the uh, Krusty Krab appeared in the chapter book based off of this episode. So then they actually land on the moon, <laughs> which is just super funny. And that's the end of the episode is now all the aliens want to want to attack SpongeBob, which now he's the ultimate bad guy because Patrick in the end captured himself. So now he's he's a part of the captured people. Um, and that was Sandy's Rocket, a super fun out there episode. It's got high energy. It keeps up the uh the the comedy throughout from beginning to end i i have quoted this episode a few times in my life um just certain moments that come up uh and it's just one of those i it's one of those out there adventures i enjoy um simple misunderstanding but just when you take characters and you put them in a situation where one mistake and they go completely off the rails. They just captured every person seemingly in Bikini Bottom, uh, tied them up and just start shoving them in this rocket. The idea is crazy. I would have liked... I, I think you could take an episode like this and, and drag it out between two episodes, make a full half-hour long special with that concept of um, SpongeBob and Patrick hijacking Sandy's rocket and and getting into this situation because you could there's so much more you could do with SpongeBob and Patrick and the rocket in space um getting through bikini bottom thinking it's an alien town i but you know hey that's just that's just a concept that's just what i think i think you could do a you could do a lot more with this um the scene where uh, i forgot the scene where SpongeBob and Patrick are, are taking a look at Squidward is a reference to Alien. Uh, and of course, it's when uh, Squidward's tentacle attaches to Patrick's helmet. It, it's a uh, complete, complete um, reference to when the face hugger lands on the uh, on the on the front of the on the mask. And you see that on the glass there. Um, there's a few other there's a few also nods to Star Wars music throughout this episode, which is really nice. Um once again, completely love this episode. Uh, as far as the concept of aliens go, this is a big deal here. We're now living in a world where uh, our government recently just, you know, released those videos of um, unidentified flying objects, although they have a completely different name for them now. But that's where the term UFO comes from, is is just something in the sky you can't explain. UFO. Um, do I think for me personally that aliens exist? Um, I do, but I don't think, uh, like 99% of the, the so-called like alien abductions 
that people say have have happened. I don't think they've happened in the way that they that they're told. But I did leave one percent out there. Do I think that at some point someone was abducted? Yeah, I, I imagine it's it's I don't know. It's just it's something interesting. It's something that you got to take, you know, if a million people say they were abducted by aliens, all of them are lying. I don't know. It's it's a crazy conversation, but it's one of those conversations that it doesn't really lead to there being like a yes or no. I mean, for me, I listen to evidence. I listen to, you know, obviously a lot of Joe Rogan talking about the supernatural with his guests um, and the stories of Bob Lazar and the, you know, Dan Aykroyd talking about different things associated with with aliens. Um, I he, here's my core belief. The universe as we know it right now is massive. It It's bigger than we I mean, it, it's 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 infinite as far as we know. So it's just it's bigger than we could ever think. So to think that in this infinite space, human beings are the only living, thinking creatures on a planet and just you could go light years away and you're just going to find more empty planets seems like a silly concept so i do think somewhere out there there are others but i what they look like how their how their culture is how their life is what you know are they animals living on a planet like dinosaurs where there's no humans around it's just kind of predators and prey I, who knows? But I, I there's got to be life somewhere out there in the world. That's kind of where my stance is. I'm very open to it happening. I'm not closed off. I'm not somebody who could say, nope, there's no aliens. Nothing has ever happened. And that's it. End of story. I'm not that kind of person. Um, uh, do I <laughs> do I want there to be a uh, uh, communication? I mean, can you just think about it for one day? Like, imagine if we do have communication with another species, like NASA comes out, like, uh, we just got a hello from, like, 100 light years away. I don't know. I Like, it feels like the world would be at a standstill for a moment and go, like, whoa. Everybody okay with this? Everyone good? I would be okay with that. I would be a little freaked out, but I would be okay with that. But, uh, yeah, I, I wanted to do this episode simply because of the of the whole alien thing. I'd want to have a conversation with somebody. So uh, uh, maybe, you know, maybe one day we'll, we'll have another conversation about aliens. I'll talk with someone about that. But, uh, yeah, um, please follow us on all social media, Instagram, at SpongeBob Podcast. Um, I was able to get that name for TikTok as well. I'm going to put up some SpongeBob-specific TikToks. Uh, find us on YouTube. Find us on Facebook. Uh, find us on Twitter. Find us on whatever social media you decide on. Follow us on Mixer at SpongePod Squarecast. Uh, look us up on Redbubble. You can purchase uh, the logo, both of our logos, um, on a T-shirt or on a sticker or a wallet or whatever you'd like. Uh, don't forget, though, definitely uh, pay attention to Mixer. Starting very soon, and I'm going to be promoting this as much as I can, uh, I'm going to have the first live stream of Video Bob Game Pants. I would love it if a bunch of you fans could come out and we can we can hang out for a night, play some SpongeBob games. Uh, it would be nice to live chat with a lot of you 
and uh, and we can we can build this up and see what we can do with the world. But uh, but I hope everybody is staying safe out there. Wash your hands, wear your face masks, and when things start reopening, you know, listen to whatever guidelines are out there. Stay safe. Love all of you. Happy trails. We'll see you next time, everybody. Arr. Ah!